The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. I'm excited about my next guest, who I've had on the program before. We're talking about, for those of you who may not or may believe, in contacting and staying in touch with your friends and loved ones and relatives on the other side after we pass. And this is a a wonderful book. It's called The Fun of Staying in Touch, How Our Loved Ones Contact Us and How We Can Contact Them. My guest is Roberta Grimes, and she is a business attorney. She's the author of two novels and a mother and grandmother. She has had two experiences of light in childhood and was determined to study and understand the afterlife. She spent decades studying 200 years of abundant and consistent communications from those who have died. Much of the best afterlife evidence was developed before 1950, and it's been ignored ever since by mainstream science and mainstream religions. Roberta Grimes found that more that she studied this evidence, the more it felt like reading hundreds of accounts by a century's worth of travelers to Fiji, and we're discussing this in Staying in Touch Welcome, Roberta, again. It's I'm, great to have you back. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me as your guest. Oh, that's exciting. I remember you. Now, tell us the, the name of the, the first book, because we talked about that book the last time. The Fun of Dying. And this is Find out what really it. happens next. Right. Now, how is this book different? Well, The um, Fun of Dying is really about the evidence, what reality is, the death process, what can go wrong, how to make sure it doesn't go wrong, and uh, what it's like really on the afterlife levels. We we have a lot of information about this, and most people just are not aware of of the evidence, and they're not aware of of the detail of the evidence that we have. So that's what the first one does. This one sort of takes off from there. I mean, if people are there, um, we have to talk again in the second book about what the physics of it is a little bit, but people tell me that it's really very easy to understand it. I, of course, when you get physics from someone who's a physics dummy, it's a lot easier to understand than if someone is trying to talk to you in math. And, um, and, and then we go on from there to talk about what the, what the dead do to let us know they're, they're still here. And it's so many things most people are just not aware of. And um, and what's been fun about that, frankly, Patricia, is that I hear from a lot of people who now realize that their dead loved one has been trying to get their attention for a long time. And they had, you know, you poo-poo these little things that they do, but they aren't poo-pooing them anymore. And some of them are re- having real relationships now with and, people that they had thought they And what are lost. they? What are some of the signs? I mean, you talk about physical signs. The, the, the two 
well, let's say three biggest signs are best. One of them is coins, and this is probably the most common sign. They make pennies, usually it's only pennies, sadly. You'd think they would give us bigger coins. They make pennies appear. Sometimes the pennies have a birth date or a death date or some significant date on them, but many times they're just pennies, and uh, they can appear in quantity. Now, if you find a penny on the street, that doesn't mean anything. But if, you, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're finding one a week, which probably is typical, and mm-hmm. suddenly you're finding them all over the place, uh, you know, even on the table where you were sure there was no penny and suddenly now there's a penny, that's not random. Those, that's, a, that's a sign, especially if you've recently lost someone. But sometimes it's not even recent. Sometimes people who've been gone for a while will start doing this. The second one would be feathers, and the same thing happens there. If you find a feather beside your pillow, likely doesn't mean much, but... If you start finding a lot of feathers in and in unusual places, one woman found a big blue plume on her on her car hood as part of a of a feather sign. That's not random. Those those are signs from a dead person. The third thing they do is give us insects, typically just butterflies or dragonflies. I think because those are two reasons. Those are uh, common but but unusual enough insects that you you'll remark them, but also both dragonflies and butterflies go through a, a pupa stage. They start out as a, a wormy thing and then they turn into a beautiful flying thing. And I think that the dead mean to use that as a as sort of a metaphor for what happens to all of us. We we we, we think this is the this is real life, but this is the worm stage of our existence. We have to sort of die, that's being pupated, and then we will burst forth as a glorious butterfly. Interesting. Now, I had something happen to me recently, and I don't think this is related, but I'd like to ask your opinion. Uh, For the first time, I lost my keys, and I think I lost them in my house, and I can't find them. hasn't happened before. I was rushing, and I just can't find them. I thought maybe I left them in the door, which I don't think I did. And I, now, could that be a sign or no? <laughs> yes. I'm so sad to say really? this. Some of the dead are mischievous. They are able, their minds are much more powerful than our minds. They're able to manipulate matter with their minds, um, although they try to be very polite about it. Sometimes they will make things disappear and then reappear or disappear in one place and appear in another place. They can do this with their minds fairly easily. So if you lost someone fairly recently, especially someone who's mischievous, that could have been a sign, very much so, yes. Sorry I to haven't say. lost anyone recently. It's been a few years. So. Well, that, that's the kind of thing they can do. Now, do they usually do that sort of thing? I don't think so. Um, they're more likely to make things appear than, than disappear. But I have heard of cases where they did hide something and then put it back, that sort of thing. Um, so it wasn't... It was there, and then it wasn't there anymore, and then the next day it was there again, and it had nothing to, and you were alone in the house. That kind of story uh, I hear. And the dead tell us, yeah, they can do that just fine, easily do it. Yeah, very interesting. What, um, Roberto, how does this help people, in, in your opinion? How does this help you when you really feel like you've connected on that level? Well, the first problem that we all have is that we're being let down by both Christianity and science. Um, Christianity gives us a view of what happens at death, which turns out not to be supported by the evidence. But um, what may be worse is that we trust science 
to tell us what's going on. And science is clueless about this stuff and refuses. There's no mainstream scientist who um, can even risk studying this evidence because they're ostracized in their community. So as a result, if you have someone you love who dies, where's your support? How are you able to, to convince yourself that person is still okay? Well, that's what the people who are doing the work I'm doing, and there are a lot of them, are trying to do, is to, is to fill this enormous gap in our understanding that uh, is left by the fact that science is stubbornly materialistic and, and uh, Christianity is stubbornly into uh, sacrificial redemption. Let's talk about what really happens. When people know that, there is a, that, that they have received a gift from someone who has died, or if they see a vision of that person or animal, both of which are fairly common, um, or when they have, in, in some other ways, they're certain that someone they love has survived, what does that do? It does everything. It, it, it assuages grief to a tremendous extent. It makes all the difference if you know they're okay. But also it lets you know you're going to be okay. I mean, this connection to eternity that it gives us when we have a true sign from someone who otherwise you might think would be dead, it, it, it changes everything in our lives for the better. It's a wonderful, wonderful experience. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, have you personally connected with people from the other side? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not psychic at all. In fact, I refuse to be psychic. But um, I've had some really nifty signs. Um, I report some of them in the fun of staying in touch. And then, in fact, I think that's why I was given them, so that I would, would, because I'm very skeptical by nature, I won't believe anything unless I'm real sure about it. So I, I've been given some very good signs that, that I was able to basically tell people, this happened to me, and I'm not easily fooled. So therefore, if it happened to me, I'm sure it could happen to you as well. Um, one of them was insect signs. My mother died two years ago, almost two and a half now. And uh, a couple of weeks after she died, she, in the middle of a over 100-degree August day in Austin, she filled my backyard with butterflies. No, first it was dragonflies. Dragonflies. A whole afternoon of no butterflies at all, just dragonflies, thousands of them. And they were nowhere else in the neighborhood, just in my backyard. This is the kind of thing they can do. They herd these insects with their mind energy, we're told. Well, that was pretty exciting. Well, the next day when I went out on my deck around noontime, my backyard was filling with butterflies, all kinds, all colors. It was, it was all afternoon, and the birds came, and I was trying to defend my butterfly. I didn't, wasn't able to save them all. To keep the birds from feasting on my butterflies, again, they were nowhere else in the neighborhood. The third day, it was dragonflies again. So three days in a row, she filled my backyard with one kind of insect that was nowhere else in the neighborhood. Then the fourth day, I couldn't wait to see all those butterflies, but there was nothing. There was nothing until mid-afternoon when I went out on my deck, and right in front of my face flew a dragonfly and a, and a butterfly together. Have you ever seen them fly together? Formation, dragonfly and butterfly in front of my face. That was it. I saw no more insects all summer long in my backyard. That's really amazing. Isn't that neat? <laughs> But that happens. I mean, this this is a, hurting a bunch of insects into your backyard is a pretty common sign. Hmm. So what would your advice be to somebody who is really grieving, feels a tremendous loss, um, having trouble moving on? How could your book help them, Roberta? Well, the first thing everybody needs to do is to learn the truth. 
there are so many ways to learn the truth now. There are very good books out. I mean, my book has gotten very good reviews, and a lot of people have said it helped them tremendously because it has um, the fun of dying, but and actually also the fun of staying in touch has the same thing. They have uh, appendices with a lot of books that you can read that I have read myself, so I can I basically tell you about each book in, in the list uh, that I give you, but 70-some books, which are just the start. You've got to convince yourself that your loved one has survived because until you do, your grief will have no end. Grief for someone you love is the most terrible, terrible experience you can have, especially if it's a spouse or, God forbid, a child. You can convince yourself they've survived. And then the second thing I would do would be to educate yourself about what they can do because many people have no clue about the common signs. There are some that are just hard to imagine. Um, One of them is... Uh, songs, songs on the radio, songs as music in the elevator when you step into it. If you hear a rare song on the radio once, maybe that doesn't mean much, but if you keep hearing the same song you danced to at your wedding or, or some other song that was very significant to you and a loved one and you keep hearing it wherever you go, that's not coincidental. In fact, I had a, a, a consultant on the fun of staying in touch who happens to be dead, which is good because he knows stuff I couldn't possibly know. And I didn't know how some of these things were produced. So I quote him directly in my book. He, he told me, or he told his mother who told me how they produce the song signs, um, how they do some other things that are just hard to believe they could even do. But when, you're, when you've educated yourself about what they can do, then, you, then open your mind and open your heart and let your loved one know, you know, I'm open to a sign. If you want to give me one, I will try hard to notice it and, and to, to acknowledge it. When encouraged, some of these people really go to town on the signs they give, but others don't. It's, it's, people are still people. They're exactly the same people they were before they died. And so your loved one might or might not be big into signs, but they'll usually give you one or two. You just have to be open to them. Well, now, you know, in your book, you talk about different signs. You talk about mediums, which are clairvoyant folks, and ancient methods. You talk about electronics and um, synchronicities and numbers. Uh, give us an example. Well, um, the first part of the book is about the signs the dead give us. The second part of the book is about how we can be in touch with them. And this has been something people have been doing for thousands of years. Some of these old methods uh, are a couple thousand years old. The, the ancient oracles were a form of scrying, for example, and people still scry now. It is possible to learn how to do it yourself. And that involves nothing but having a reflective surface with a dark, uh, a dark backing to it. Uh, they used to scry with blood, hard to believe, but they did. Um, and and um, pictures will appear in it which are given, produced by the dead. More modern signs, which I think have actually tremendous potential uh, to, to be uh, evidential and to help us break through this nonsense with scientists, uh, include some electronic uh, communications, which have been going on intensively since the late 70s, early 80s, and ignored. But there are people now working with computers who are having tremendous success and I'm in touch with some of them. I mean, basically, the Wright brothers flew 30 years ago in the field of electronic communications with the dad. We, we're now in a mode of simply figuring out what the, what the most efficient method is and how to refine it sufficiently that it's 
you know, any dummy can use it. When we're there, it'll be common for people to leave the, 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 uh, either the place where the person died or perhaps the funeral and go right to the station and in the station be able to talk to the person who has died. Imagine what a difference that will make. If you just lost a child, hi, Mommy, I'm fine here. This is nice lady taking care of me. I'm going out now to play all that. They tell me I'm going to see you soon. And then the kid goes off to play, and Mom knows the kid is okay. She's heard the voice. Or, or, or oh, darling, I'm so sorry after 50 years of marriage that, uh, that I went on ahead of you, but um, I know you're missing that soup I used to make for you. Here's the recipe, and write it down. You know, that kind of homey communication so you're sure it really is your loved one. You can hear their voice. What a difference that's going to make in all our lives. And that's, I think, within 10 years. I think we'll have that. That's amazing. Let me talk more about that. Because that seems like, you know, out of the twilight zone. So let's talk more about that. Um, my guest is Roberta Grimes, and her book is The Fun of Staying in Touch, How Our Loved Ones and Contacts Will Connect With Us and How We Can Contact Them. So for those of you who have lost special loved ones, here's a way to connect. You're listening to Patricia Raspin Positive Living, and we are right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice. We'll be back with Roberta Grimes right after this quick break. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com If you are a dreamer aspiring to realize your dreams, join host Michael Friedlander for Dreamers, Winners, and Making a Difference. For Michael, to be a winner doesn't mean you must have finished first or must have great wealth, fame, and lots of toys. Instead, it means you must have realized your dreams without cheating or acting unethically. It means you must have made a difference for the better in the lives of those you've touched. Tune in to Dreamers, Winners, and Making a Difference live every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Families today face unique challenges. Marriage, parenting, and family forms have changed a lot in the last century. Family Matters with Dr. Virginia Collin will focus on building and maintaining healthy family relationships. We will discuss marriage, divorce, family mediation, parenting, lifestyles, and mental health. All kinds of family matters. Our show will feature guest experts and your participation, too. You can listen to Family Matters live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. This is a fun interview with a fun person. My guest is Roberta Grimes, and her book is The Fun of Staying in Touch, How Our Loved Ones Contact Us and How We Can Contact Them. 
And Roberta Grimes is an attorney. She's been studying this for decades and, and is, has 200 years of abundant and consistent communications from those who have died. And she also had her own afterlife experience. And she's in the mainstream world as an attorney and has written this book. And welcome back, Roberta. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm having a lot of fun talking about well, this stuff. Well, you know what's funny? Is I, yeah, and I asked you a question during the break, and I was so surprised by your answer. So here's my little snarky question. <laughs> it is, well, Roberta, what about people who laugh and say, Roberta, you're crazy. This is ridiculous. You can't communicate with the dead. Well, you know, Mahatma Gandhi said, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. And we're going through those same stages with this. Uh, They've been ignoring us for most of the past couple thousand years. Um, The the laughter part was relatively short-lived. It seems to have um, been happening in the 70s and 80s and even in the 90s, but relatively short-lived. Uh, I have a lot of friends who are afterlife researchers. One of the most wonderful is Victor Zamet, and I highly recommend go to victorzamet.com and get their weekly newsletter. It's free, and it's full of wonderful information every week uh, on, on these topics. But he tells me, I mean, he was in everybody's face 10 years mm-hmm. ago, and he was getting hundreds and hundreds of emails from people who were challenging everything he said, and he tells me that in the last few years he's gotten nothing, virtually nothing, uh, from the same people who were so sure they were right and he was wrong. And that is remarkable to all of us. But we seem to be, we seem to have, go, we'd be going through the, the they fight you stage uh, at, a, at a time when mainstream scientists are coming to understand we're actually right. And they, they just don't want to acknowledge it because it's too disruptive to their careers. But the fight has gone out of them. They have no basis for fighting. I mean, some of the greatest scientists have, are actually in support of us. They're dead now, but the things they said during their lifetimes, my favorite um, is, is um, the wonderful uh, Max Planck, who said some things about what consciousness is that they never acknowledged. But, you know, he's one of their heroes. He won the 1918 Nobel Prize for, as the father of quantum physics. He's on our side. There are, you know, even Einstein said some things that made, made us understand that he understood what, we, what, what scientists were finding. So we've skipped right past the nasty phase. Not that it won't come again, but the, but the, the big challengers have been, uh, uh, to this information have been challenged. Um, Victor Zamet has told um, some of the great atheists who are so proud of themselves that he'll debate them anytime, any place. So what he gets back always is that they're not good at debating. Well, if you're not going to defend your ideas, maybe it's time to fold them up, you know. But that's where we are now. It's, it's, it's great, actually, not to be, although maybe what they're trying to do is make us be ignored a little longer. It's just too bad they don't have that power. They just can't do it. Very interesting. What are some of the things or some of the feedback you've gotten from people who have been very helped and healed by your book, Roberta? Oh, my goodness. It, some of it brings tears to my eyes. I mean, um, I've been, ever since The Fun of Dying came out, I've been communicating with people. And anyone who wants to talk to me, I answer emails. Just go to the little envelope on robertagrimes.com. And, and, and uh, I love to hear from people. And as I say, I always, I tell people, if you don't hear in 24 hours, send flowers. Um, because oh, that's it's, very, funny. it's important to me that, that people 
you know, be able to sort of open their hearts and their minds to this information. But people talked to me about how they were in such deep grief over their child or their husband, and then they found my book, and they, they or they came to, to a workshop or something, and what a difference it made. And then they'd tell me about their voyage. I'm doing this. I'm going to do this next. I'm still not sure, but I'm getting there. And, and just seeing their voyage is so glorious for me because I know where it ends. This is all true. And... And when people grasp it and begin to really grasp it, and I hear from them too, their whole world opens up, and it does heal grief. I mean, you, you, yeah, you miss... Do you think also your, it helps for people who, and I know this has happened for me, I lost both my parents in the last six years, you know, you feel alone, or you feel like an orphan, so this must be, this is very helpful for people. Yeah. One of the things it does is to show you your life as eternal, as opposed to, you know, a, a beginning and an ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that the afterlife evidence most convincingly proves to us is that our minds indeed are eternal. We never began, we never will end. We're not immortal, because that defines us in terms of death, but we're eternal. And when you start thinking of yourself as eternal, that changes everything. Yeah, you're not an orphan. This is just a brief little bit of time here. Your parents are there for you. Nothing, nothing important ever changes. It's all, we are eternal, and so is everyone we love. Mm. makes a difference to know that. That's wonderful. I think that might be your message, but would you like to leave another message with our listeners? Well, just that if you're interested in all of this, um, I do podcasts. If you go to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on iTunes, you can find all my podcasts there for free. And, um, in fact, we've got, like, close to 200,000 subscribers now because people are very interested in this information. And I blog at robertagrimes.com and talk about all of this and, uh, and give some interesting new information that, that isn't in the books. Uh, and, as I say, I answer emails. This is a big community, and it's growing rapidly, and we, we would love to have everybody listening become a part of it just enough so you can convince yourself your life really is eternal. Thank you so much. You're like the good tooth fairy. I mean, that's what you sound like. You know, like, really. I, I mean, it's just, just listening to you. It's, it's, so, it's so uplifting. Thanks so much for being on the program. Roberta. Oh, thank you for having me, Patricia. It's so good to talk with you. All right. Stay on the line for a minute. RobertaGrimes.com, correct? Yes. All right. And you can hear podcasts, and you can write to her as well. Okay, uh, folks, that closes Patricia Raskin Positive Living for today. Check out all the podcasts. Uh, go to my website, which is patriciaraskin.com. I have other radio shows and would love you to hear them and also do some coaching for people in transition. So, again, patriciaraskin.com. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 